I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. I'm actually getting somewhere. The sample axis administered by Boyega and Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. We're back again, and this time we're better. I think we get better every episode. That's the way it's supposed to be. But sometimes I feel there are some things we need to improve on. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we can talk about this much, but you know, language use, yeah, language use, um, and, uh, avoid repetition of words, good vocabulary. Try our best. All sometimes. of those things. Yeah, so it, get, it gets better with time. It's, but but I think it's hard. It's hard for it, people like me who grew up speaking Yoruba. Oh, okay, that's why. But even it's though, kind of, even though, even though that's like that might be a problem. But mm-hmm. also, I think one of the reasons why you feel that way is because. <clears throat> You know, you have like radio background, yeah, and your radio background is solid because I've heard a couple of people that were on radio or is on radio, and, and ha, they are not doing. And I'm too like, well. I did, I did three six months of learning before I went on air. Yeah, and I know how much basics. how much I had to learn mm-hmm. in terms of like getting to that level. Yeah, and that level was not even like up there yet, but like it was enough for me to say, you know what, we're fine. You can actually go on air now. Mm. But like, um, do you think um, um, parents should parents should do better? Do, uh, not even about doing better. Do you think they need to change something about how their kids grow up? Yes, I have. A, I, have, I, have this, I have this weird theory, right? Because uh, there is Nigerian English, and then there is the actual <coughs> English language. Well, Nigerian English. I have one. this weird theory. Growing up, I think one of the reasons why I am this way, the way I talk, is not because of my schools that I went to. Mm. I mean, I went to a nearby primary school. I went to a military secondary school. Mm. Now, if your family have a Nigerian military secondary schools, you speak pidgin English throughout. Most of the time, pidgin English. We have great English teachers, right? But like, we speak pidgin English eighty percent of the time. Wow. So I think one of the reasons why I am sort of different, which is not too different, but like I'm okay in terms of not so bad with my English language and all that, is because my parents just took their time out. They're like, okay, you know what? We don't want you to sound like this guy. We don't want you to sound like these people. We want you to sound this person, mm. this particular way. So they would always speak to me in English. But one of the things I really wish I had learned. Earlier was my languages mm. like my my mother la, mother and father languages. Yeah. I felt like they kind of like were too into. You have to speak correctly. You have mm. to be looking well put together. They forgot to not their fault though. They were busy too. They forgot mm. to bring in that. So I, I appreciate when people like I know a friend of mine. I'm a hybrid. That's what you like to call us. Who, Igbo. who are those? Let's define hybrids are people who are two different tribes. From father Maybe and mother, Igbo, yeah, yeah father and mother. It could tribes. be either way, father and mother. So for me, who is not a hybrid? Yeah. What makes me learn English better than you people? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this is it. You have just one language to learn. That's Yoruba. There's either Yoruba or Igbo or Hausa, and there's English language. So it's kind of easy for your parents to just say, you know what, we'll probably teach you English language all the way right now. Okay. And then we'll come like slowly, you know, bring you into the Yoruba okay. vibe. But for people like us, there's this complexity that comes with, okay, what, are, what exactly are we teaching you? Mm. Are we going to... And I have discovered, I have discovered that most of the time it happens that apart from environment, mm. the mother plays like a very important factor. Mm. I don't know why we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah, it's but we're important. Ab- we're about to get here. Yeah, I don't know. I'll just vibe it. Yeah. Yeah, so like the impo- like for me now, I speak Yoruba way more than I speak 
Igbo language. Okay, because and I'm Igbo. You grew up around. And, but I grew up around. I grew up first of all my environment. I lived in Lagos. Yeah. Or, I've lived in Lagos all Your my mom life. Is my mom's from uh, she's from Ekiti. Yeah. yeah. So, so I understand. You, you talked about moms being more. Yeah, yeah, they're more integral on, on on kids. Yeah, but also I feel like I feel like, and I've noticed this for a while. Mm. Most of my friends that are very sound, you ask them how did you learn this language so well. Mm. Discover that their early stages were, were the most important part of their lives. Mm. One to twelve, these guys were learning Igbo at the same time learning Yoruba, mm. learning English, and they are not so bad. When I mean not so bad, I'm like, okay, they are not, um, you know, maybe TOEFL standard mm. in terms of English. They are not a nine point zero. They are probably yeah. like a seven point five or eight. Yeah. But that's still enough, right? Because mm. they are communicating and they can communicate in three different languages. Mm. Now it's harder for me now to start learning how to speak Igbo again. Let's let's segue, Crazy, man. let's segue to music. But before that, I remember there was a time I didn't know nothing about IELTS or TOEFL at the time, or English language that much. I, just, I was just telling my my friend it was a it was a lodge mate, so we were arguing and we were saying that uh, you don't know English language that much. I, I'm like, yo, forget it. I can speak English ah. language anywhere in the world. Anywhere they are speaking English language, I can speak. And I said, you don't know anything. <laughs> so. Five years, six years is I'm not realizing for real though. There are sometimes you're speaking English and you think you understand the language, but yo, you don't know nothing. When when it gets to you know uh, complex situations yes, and yes. the way you you present yourself, yes. there's the way you uh, how deep is your vocabulary? Yeah, vocab. You are not struggling to find words and all yes. that. So let's segue into music. How do we segue from language to music? How does language impact music in any way? People exactly. talk about the fact that um, you don't need to understand the song to, yes, yes. to vibe or to, to feel it. This morning, I just decided to just vibe because I had a couple of stuff I was preparing for. Okay. And then I just went on YouTube and there was this song playing in my head. And I just said, okay, you know what? Let me just check out the video on um, YouTube. Um, South Sultan, Hello, Bali. Hmm. That song, you know, that song was just it was just playing in my head. I don't know was, why. Was there, was there a feature? There's no, 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 just him. It was, it was yeah. that's great music, great and music. And I went, story. I know yeah, great story, very funny story as yeah. well. I had them, um, you know, um, Said Balogun in it, and, and Jenny yeah, yeah, and, and that was very cool. And I went down, this is still us, like why we're starting with languages and then we're moving on to music. Um, I went down, I saw comments, and I told you, comments on YouTube is life, man. You yeah. see every single thing. I like the way people comment on YouTube. It's I not like Instagram or it's head. not like... I have a radio show in my head that mm. will be titled in the future, the comment section. Oh, that's That's, that's sick. content because that's there's sick. a lot. I, I, I want to be on that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I saw I saw um, somebody write something. He's like, I play this music every morning. I'm, I'm a Cameroonian. Oh. I don't understand what this guy is saying, but, but I know I this song it. is beautiful. Mm. I have a couple of songs. There's this song, Lengoma. I love Lengoma so much. I'm DJ... Subo from South Africa mm. and I, I think it was Natala Mabusa on it but mm. I can't remember exactly who he featured but I love that I don't understand A or 2 or 3 or whatever they are saying and, and I love the sound and uh, speaking I, of South Africa before you continue yeah. Jerusalem I just had to you know I wanted to know what the song is about I went to the lyrics and I was almost close to tears wow. because of the depth oh, it's okay. about peace of mind it's about prayers it's actually oh, like yeah. a gospel song in a way I thought it was a gospel. Everybody knew it was a gospel song. Maybe okay, maybe not everybody. Everybody kind of knew, but me, I, all I knew was oh, dance, yeah. dance and all that. So, what am I trying to say? Um, you enjoy the song and you don't even know it means this much. Yes. You just enjoy the tune, the vibe, 
and what it kind of feels like. It's like this out so song that we talked about the other time. Yeah, live and um, die in Africa. Not live and die in Africa, but oh, that particular one. Particular yeah, there's a particular we song. Title, we still don't know the title, but that's but, but Jerusalem, beautiful. for instance, when when it was broken down, uh, it talked about you know God, you are my peace. God, you are, I'm not very sure. I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. So when I felt the meaning, the the song had more sense to me. That's yes. just by the side. There's another song that I enjoy without knowing the meaning. A Vietnam or Goli. Okay. No, 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 no. Is that Rivera? Yeah. It's Rivera. Yeah. that's. I think that's Rivera. Yeah. I don't know the meaning, but if it's on radio every day and you enjoy the vibe. Uh, yes. Especially yes. if you already heard one song. Happy birthday from her. Yeah. I remember it was probably on the same cassette or, or the same album. And you enjoy yeah, happy that birthday. Album was big. Uh, and you enjoy happy uh, birthday. And the next song plays, you really don't care. You just vibe. And yeah. then, if they play it in your ears every other time, you just know that tune. You don't necessarily know what she's saying. But then, when you now go back to search for the meaning, and then you enjoy it better. I, I don't know the meaning. And I remember that there's another Vietnam song um, titled. Uh, one kilometer means another language. You probably oh know. yeah yeah I know that song. I can't uh, remember. You the travel name to Europe. They speak in Econ. I can't remember. To, but you know I, I you're like talking about every every Edna just made me remember. You know that's why we say one of these times when we are on this um show we take any opportunity we get mm. to talk about like um people that OGs, are yeah. OGs and people don't talk about anymore. Um the Jastics. Vietna is the only person remaining oh, from that group. There was actually a group. Yes, oh, the Jastics. There's another popular person. Yeah, no, two popular people. Okay. There's three, no, four actually. Black yeah. Rice. I'm calling Black Rice first because the other names are going to be amazing. Mm. Black Rice, Vietna. Vietna was the youngest in the group. Oh. And then we had Majek Fashek. Yeah, I remember. And then we had Kimono. Wow. That's Legends. one group. Yeah, they used to be on NTA at some point in, like, mm. in the 80s mm. where they started off for like two years and then they split it. And when they split it, they went crazy i mean you had prisoner of conscience 87 mm-hmm. you had a vietnam dropping happy birthday doing the likes and then there's raskimono with them um, rumba style in 1988 yeah, under pressure and then yeah a lot of songs that i'm um, black Rise did a couple of production things it wasn't mm-hmm. really up there in terms of how music. yeah music but like that was a group that split it and it made sense mm-hmm. And yeah, we're talking about music all the way down. And these guys at that time, sometimes they would sing songs that you don't understand the language, but you just feel... I think one of my best Vietnam songs, I can't remember the particular the name of the song now. I love that song so much. I don't understand what she said. I had to find out. And also it was talking about peace of mind. So it just made me remember that sometimes when you listen to music that is good, when peace of mind is part of the... like the context of the song yeah. it always has that there's this feel mm. there's this you know energy that comes with the songs and that's why music is beautiful yeah and regardless of what language you speak you're going to enjoy great music I either mean, ways to wrap up on language and music michael jackson goes to yeah places like china i mean like to perform i don't know when you when you say it. stuff like that i just remember things again let's not, let's not <laughs> so yeah the quartet for today we are talking 1979 we are talking 2014 2010 and 2020 it's a warbled but a good range of songs, uh, genres from Yoruba gospel yeah, yeah. to Afro pop, uh, yeah, hip hop. Yeah. So let me just mention the songs we have. Uh, Odun Loso Queen. Yeah, that, 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 particu- that particular song is one of the why take, it makes sense that we started with language. Yeah, it's probably going to take the bunch of yeah, time the boy, that major we have. part, major part. Well, of let's not show. do like the last episode <laughs> where we went all the way. So yeah, yeah let's pick the first qu- first pair. The quartet first. We're talking Odun Loso Queen by CSC Goodwin Choir, which is an iconic choir uh, in a CSC church in Ibadan. 
We also have the song that sampled them, which is by Santizu, titled Erukushayipo, which is a weird flex. <laughs> yeah, weird flex, but you know, it totally it works. Know, it actually worked. It was it was uh, a good merge. Like I mean, we talked about Nicki Minaj, and um, maybe we haven't talked about it. Nicki Minaj had a situation with Tracy Chapman. Oh yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Where Tracy Chapman talked about the fact that she changed or changed the, the vibe. No, no, no sampling list of artists. Yeah, some artists who have said, "I don't want my song sampled, no matter how much you want to pay." Yes, and then Nicki Minaj went ahead to sample. Know, someone leaked the song. After Tracy had said, no, don't touch my song, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It became a thing. They had to settle out yeah. of court. But I'm trying to talk about the fact that you take a song as pure, as soulful, as... Odun Losokwe. Uh, I can't find the word. Odun Losokwe, which is, you know, prayer song. Yes. And then you turn it to Eruku Shayipo. <laughs> Even though you say the same prayer in the song, but then again, you know, if, if those grandmas had a rule like Tracy Chapman, they would yes. say... Nah, we don't want you to do this with our song. But if you have heard those women, um, it goes speak, back to the fact that Nigerian industry is not well structured enough. I'm to sure handle stuff a lot like of that. times people don't take permission to no to, really. take, to, to, to take a sample. I think it's because the thing is, sampling is always going to be a sensitive subject. Yeah, we're not we're not going to stop talking, and that's why our show or our podcast is um, quite sensitive as well because yeah, you know some people are going to claim they didn't sample this song mm. they did not sample it but you know you're like yo we can actually hear you yeah. repeating exactly yeah. what they said like I one that we flow. discovered yesterday while yeah. we're just you know vibing too, and, too and I'm obvious. like what I just feel like yeah maybe one particular song sometimes might just transcend the genre mm. maybe not this song like for example Sonia Spence's Jet Plane so big in, so big from Jamaica went all the way. I mean, recently, NBA's All-Star Game that yeah. was done in um, March 2021, somebody made like a wild move and scored a goal and the person started singing Sonia Spence's Jet Plane. Whoa. Yeah, the commentator. I'm leaving. I'm on a jet plane. Hold on. I don't know when I'll be okay. back. I'm just trying to explain how music can on leave jet. one particular... You know, I'm talking the jet plane he was talking about was somebody making a dunk. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but it just transcended from But someone had made very, a song for that situation. Exactly, but it transcended from a song that was very, very um, you know, soulful, had a certain vibe to it. Mm. Even the eldest song that sampled it switched it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But but it's still yeah, there's still the there's still this vibe on mm. it. So but this song also may maybe quite a stretch. Let me but I'll still take it though. Let me let me talk on the quartet. Let me just mention the other pair before we focus on the mama fashion. Um Jamu Piper. People didn't really get this. I would have to tell people listen listen properly. Yeah. There's a I didn't get here. it at first. You yeah. had to tell me Listen, and I listened again, Jamo and I'm Piper, like, whoa, that's good. Zanko Records artist uh, sampled uh, Song of the Year in 2010, uh, Oluku by Ice Prince. It was Oluku 2010. Why does Oluku sound like 29 in my head? Primo. Uh, that was 2010. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Everybody, wow. everybody Loves Ice Prince came out 2011, but the single had come out uh, in 2010. So, yeah. Uh, let's now focus on Shantizu sampling CSC, CSC, Good Women Choir. Who is Shantizu, first of all? Shantizu. You know, when I think about Shantizu, the only thing I think about is um, Hedy's Award. Yeah. And. Surely. That song was just. I, I, I can't, I, I can't a, remember. Yeah, I can remember the first time I heard it. Yeah, I can remember the first time I heard that song. That beginning. 
I need to find out who Ricky actually did that beat. Uh, surely I don't remember. I, I can't remember now. D tunes, tunes, probably D tunes. But that, yeah, D tunes again. It was just amazing. It was just, I mean, and it was fresh. It wasn't what we were hearing at the point, like that point in time. It just came out of nowhere and the sound the quality I remember the quality was one of those things that me and my friends would always talk about mm. we felt like as at that time yeah somebody can hold me down to this nobody reached that quality in terms of production output yeah when you hear that song on earpiece or on your phone it was different yeah there was this I'm like no this is really this yeah, is really, solid. really cool yeah so yeah at that point that year I think that was the first biggest breakout song he yeah had yeah done, that had to be that some song yeah but that was Shole, that song Shole was the song just to talk on Shole quickly ex-project Lorile yeah Yoruba Lingo playing with Lamba what we call Lamba now yes you yes. had to do some Shole Ole uh, you can they do like say Ile uh, yeah. that street language yeah. when, when you put it on a song it becomes a big thing it's like a street language Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you remember yeah, X Project yeah. so I'm sure when people make songs you probably know that I need to put an element that people can joke vibe with, to and work can with. Vibe with. Yes, yeah. very important. Make the song more, you know, more, more, make make it more popular or do better with people. It's like that thing we said about hit songs. Yeah, we know there's always. That's why we we're talking about before we came on. When we we're talking about the importance of having active song songwriters yeah. in the Nigerian music industry, we just feel like maybe the structure is not there enough. The industry would do better. But right? the industry would do a whole lot better if we accept. I mean, David is one of those people that is actually living off that kind of vibe. Mm. And it's cool because songwriting is an amazing thing. Like mm. the dream, making money off Beyonce, Neo making off money, making money Don't off... Don't say off. Making money with... Making money with Beyonce, yes. Neo making money with other artists. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. That's why you you hear a lot of songs and you're like, these people have, they literally have nothing with this song. That's why when you check every US sound, you always see performance by, mm. written by. We don't have that kind of yeah. thing here or most of the time, everybody that writes it's for somebody don't have a, is a uh, ghostwriter or something. The structure is not good. We, we are building a, a structure in Nigeria but when we get there. But yeah, I, re- I really can't wait for us to I want to ask keep you, that you know, running. You know American music history yeah, yeah. quite well. At what point did songwriting become a thing? Has it always been there? It has always been a thing. You know what? One of the first songs that Elvis Presley did, yeah. he didn't know anything about that song. Elvis, Elvis Presley, Presley was what decade? Ain't nothing but a hound dog. We're talking about late 50s, towards the early 60s. Mm. Now, Ain't nothing but a hound dog was written by Big Lady Totten. Mm. She wrote the song. No, she didn't even write the song. A white guy wrote the song. Mm. She took the song. I can't remember the white guy's name now. Jewish guy. She got to the studio. She was going to work on a couple of songs, and she asked, "Okay, what do you guys have now?" Because this is a normal thing. We're talking about days of Detroit. I mean, you have people like the Griffey, Barry Gordon writing songs for people, mm. and like for example, um, I'll get, I'll get back to that, but let me talk about this quick. And Elvis Presley sold. She sold about seven hundred thousand records. Mm. Elvis Presley sold the same song, the same song that was arranged the same way, mm. taken the same way. The only difference is. This is a white voice. This is a black voice. Mm. So seven million records. So there is star power that joins to someone's. That happens all the time. We've well, talked about that before. Kill. I'll give you another example. Let's not go too far. Okay. But after this example. <laughs> okay. Okay. After this example. Yeah. All right. Laurie Lobabottom. She did a song called "Killing Me Softly." Roberta Flack did it. 1979. She did it way better. Laurie Bottom never even made the chart, but Roberta Flack won a Grammy Award. Guess what? 
Our Lady Lauren Hill does it again in '96 and does it wins and the same thing wins another award. Who did the who did the most numbers now? Lauren Hill. Obviously. Lauren obviously because it's more recent. Talking about '79, this was the year uh, CSC Good Women Choir in Ibadan made that iconic song. I don't yeah. know what they were thinking. I wish there was a proper documentary. I wish. I wish that we had that, that, that asked the people who actually came up with this. We like that here. At that point where they were writing, they probably didn't know we were going to make history right now. But I saw something about them not like them not writing from start to finish. Oh, it's like a vibing process. It wasn't actually a vibing process, actually. I was um, they they knew the song before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They don't claim it's they like don't claim they knew the song before, so they said okay, we're going to take this song, and add new lines to it, it, and remake it. Yeah. Their plans was not to actually. Like songs like this, you don't know they are going to be big. Yeah. Just making the song to complete But they created something anyway. Yes, it was beautiful. They acknowledge as well that the hymn they took from... Was actually a very beautiful like one. in 1940s. Way back, yeah, way back, so 1940s. look at 1940... Down to 79. 1940 hymn, which must have been written by someone perhaps... In I mean, there's no even... There's no there's, there's no, no record, record of I, who I exactly we, wrote it. I wish we were able to get that, but... There's actually no record. Maybe we go to CAC or something. Yeah, yeah. But there's actually no active record there. there's a book I saw when I was growing up. One man did a compilation of some very iconic hymns, and you know, Methodist Church have their own hymn books, yeah. Baptist Church have their own hymn books, um, Redeemed I Know have their own hymn books. Yeah, so, someone did a compilation and then tried to write the names of the people who actually came up with these hymns. Yeah, lots of them. I think there's a man called Fernando Ortega, mm. one old man who wrote hymns. Uh, I'm sure there are Americans, there are Greek people, yeah, yeah, you know, who made these songs powerful songs. There's a particular song that is common in you know, church. I uh, mean, the Amadeus is the Beethoven, they took vibes from these yeah. guys that had written in the um, um, 19th century, just got in a couple of their stuff and put mm. it together. I mean, you're talking hymns go all the way back to the 15th century, yeah, yeah. so it's like so a very, way long, back thing, very yeah. Long. So, yeah, um, one of the biggest hymns, you can't even say that there's no biggest there's hymns, so many hymns. That's so good. To God. Yeah. The glory, greetings. Yeah, yeah. Done. You know, these songs come on. You you marvel, you appreciate the writing yes. because they are so uh so full. There's this Yoruba one. You don't know. I I know I know a lot of Yoruba hymns. So many hymns. So when Obviously. I'm in church, I'm in that bag. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love that. So I love I love the vibe that comes with it. Like there's this and you know you know there are some songs where like I remember that interview we saw on um, CAC Goodwin yeah. when they were talking about how important their songs are you see there are some songs that have this vibe mm. you can't explain it mm. I'm trying to not be religious because I'm a religious person mm. I'm a Christian and I'm religious but like, I'm trying to not be but there's a vibe that you can't explain mm. but you know this is a beautiful vibe mm. or there's this peace of mind comes with this thing yeah true. I feel like there's a there has to be a, a hope. there has to be a vibe called peace of mind yeah. vibe yeah, and that's what we, are, and that's what we Africans eat off or live off a lot of times yeah. yeah because you just you know you hear some songs and you're like your okay, mind this you calm your mind yeah and then you you feel hope that yeah and this is whatever problems I'm I'm facing whatever it now, is right now it's going to be better I'm going to move on in seventy nine um um this women CAC good women choir made that song Odun and from that year on I would like to believe covering the 80s the yeah, 90s yeah it was big in the 80s and was then we, the 80s. we grew up on it in the 2000s I mean, how and many every year how many years now 79 to, to 2020 we're talking over 40, 40 years. years Yeah, 40 years is a lot and that's amazing uh, I think last time some time ago we celebrated 40 years was um, Ainla Mawura as well his life I think since he passed or something I'm not I'm not very sure but that that generation before we leave them talking about Shantizu 
they have also made like 25 albums in fact I, I 25 that's the same amount no they are just one less album than the whispers wow <laughs> They are very iconic. I, I underrated them because this morning I was just researching. There's a song they made, Bakoso, which is saying that God take over take, Nigeria. Yeah, take over. And they were highlighting the situation at the time. They talked about some of the policies, Operation Feed the Nation. Oh, yeah. Which was um, maybe Obasanjo's era, first time as, as a military president. So yeah. they were talking about the same thing we are facing right now in Nigeria, where foil and all that. They recorded that in history, too very important their part in music they might not be as popular as some groups nowadays what? i think you should take that back oh well I, i'm saying that some uh, of their albums we have may, 100 we have what, 200 million what, what i wanted to say was that there are other songs other albums may not be as popular but of course everybody knows what don't know yeah people have done edm remixes with that <laughs> which is wild but yeah, okay people like q dot have made it you know they sampled as well but the one we're focusing on today is um, um i'll go back to um the mama fashion mama fashion is the leader of the band that's why i'm mentioning her yeah. because she's like the face of the brand uh, of the band so yeah let's talk about this song that shantizu made with that sample uh it's just a part that says oh i don't know it took the four yeah. bars yeah, I'll do. Yeah, four bars. I'll do. Yeah, so now change the flow. So it's a weird flex. Why will Eruku be saying on that kind of song? Before we go ahead, Santuzu had done surely. He had done Mama. He had done Perfect Gentleman. Perfect. I don't know if that was the same year. Let me see the Oh, song with nice as well. Loki, Loki. That's a beautiful song. So talk about Eruku Shayeko. It's a club song. It's a vibe song. Eruku Shayeko was actually big for a while. It was big for a while. Like it was one of those songs that you know probably like six months stinked. Produced by Black Jersey. And it was Black Jersey. Black Black Jersey. Bad guy, bad guy, you know, that's the bad guy, that's the word, bad guy. And, I mean, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, for real. Whoa, 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 that's cool, that's cool. It was cool. actually 2014. 2014. So seven years. Seven ago. years, seven years ago. So, Black Jersey has been around that long. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know, but I know, I've known Black, I started knowing Black Jersey from, like, 2018. Mm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy is actually really cool, you know, and that's the thing, you know, working all the time, mm. getting your work done. Yeah. You might not get your 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 entire pay or a major pay in one day but like you continue to get it for talking I mean, about producers now black jersey worked with whiskey recently on the sound man yeah yeah i know black jersey also in um basis slash bese that was done with my uh, baby girl oh yeah oh no. yeah oh, okay. that's a solid yeah production. that's a solid production that's one of those songs you know see i'll call two and or three whiskey songs. is all about the vibe yeah two whiskey or three songs like, the... two or three songs i can feel like i feel like their sound quality hmm. is right now maybe not unmatchable in terms of how good they were Opo this kid to face yeah that's a very clean sound yeah maybe not, maybe not the greatest music mm. best of vibes I love it best of I vibes I love the vibe best of vibes and the production it was clean the war, war. Ah, yeah yeah and then there's yeah, best slash best slash best yeah. and then remembering Sholey now mm. that was how good it was mm. like you can still play Sholey now no no Sholey was done by D-Tunes uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like I'm not saying these are not all black jersey songs. Okay, I'm yeah. saying songs that I remember like yeah. quality. And then there's reckless from yeah. ML, Mil. Yeah, that big, that reckless sound was way different. I don't exactly know the, the song now, but I know if I listen. Reckless, now. the first song of the album. How does it sound? 
Oh yeah, that's quality. Say, quality. Say, say, <laughs> that's how they throw whiskey when they want to do it. Yeah, right. It's good. What genre switch places from Mama Fashion in '79 to Shantuzu in 2014? Gospel to Afro pop. That's not. Is that gospel? Yeah, it's gospel. It has to be gospel. Hold on. You know we had that's, an that's issue with this gospel thing. Now. We had this issue, but it's still gospel. Ba, 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 it's actually ba, 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 it's actually ba, 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 pushing forth a particular vibe. You know, we're explaining the gospel thing. We're saying, is gospel just a genre for Christian music? Or is gospel a genre that holds but in Nigeria, a particular you, you know vibe? the way they describe gospel in America is not the same way we would describe gospel. So uh, let's let's give it a name. Uh, okay. The sound that them CSC Goodwin Choir was doing, Probably what can we call it? Folk Folk, yeah. Nigerian folk song. Nigerian folk and some tra- some traditional. Yeah, that's right. Because folk, you can folk, hear the drums. Folk would encapsulate folk, folk well. it, might, it might be some addendum. Folk and something. Yeah, like folk and maybe folk and tradition. Folk is evidence in that sound. So yeah, Shantuzu changed it to Afro pop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about Shantuzu where he is right now. If he was supposed to be next rated. He was, was the next rated. He was the next rated, but something happened. Yeah, it slowed down. Entertainment. A bit. I mean, I mean, he, he was at some point with uh, um, Niger Ninja. Records. Yeah, he traveled out for a while, and then Ditchins Entertainment, Ditchins owned Difference Entertainment. Yeah, and then now he's on Tizu Nation. But he has this song that was released but, last but people year. People talk about the fact that he had a, a timeout, which affected yeah. him. He he's supposed to be on. It's like one day call too. I don't like to say this, but come on, one day story, please. I. I feel very, I feel very, uh, yeah, because mm. I don't, I don't like to talk about this mm. because it's one of those artists that oh, I just don't want to talk about mm. his but longevity in, in, in or a, anything. In any case, Shantizu recently, Shantizu has something a lot of artists don't have. Shantizu has a couple of hits. Yeah, a lot of artists, a lot of artists don't have that many couple of hits because we can count ten. Can we count ten? We should be able to count it. Yeah, Loki, Loki. Yeah, Loki, Loki. Surely, Erkushai, Mamae, then Perfect Gentleman. Then there's this one he released last year or Pepe. last two years. Is it Pepe? Pempe was produced by Duny. Uh, Pempe. And then there is one. Okay. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know, I didn't know for a, for a while. I didn't know it was on a sound. Yeah, that's. Pepe. I thought it was somebody that was, you know. Uh, but like, that's I'm, good. I'm sure there are more songs we probably. No, no, no. Shantiz, I'm sure there was a time Shantiz was a guy. It was the guy for yeah, everybody. Yeah, Did you um, see the White Clef tweet about Shantiz? Yes, I did. I was yeah. like, where's this brother? And they actually made, a, made a song together recently. He dropped like a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so solid. I, I believe he's. Yeah, how can I forget he made a song with Tory Lanez? It, that's the thing I'm saying it's about Shantizu. Shantizu is not, he's not, maybe, he's not, he's not and this was like an A-list artist because ago, of consistency, mm. but he's a B-list artist. Yeah, yeah. And he's a B-list, a strong B-list yeah. artist because all he needs right now is to be around for two, three years and he's going to be referred to somewhat as one of those guys that's been there for a long time. Yeah. But then again, because of the hiatus he had, yeah, that affects anybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, we talk as if Michael Jackson now has hiatus. That's what we do all the time. But it's because uh, of you have to be really good. Michael Jackson came yeah, back with hits all the time. I, I say this all the time. Like all of the artists that I've talked about meeting or seeing, yeah, was at the same camp. Shantizu came to perform at the same. Camp. <laughs> this is at saying some, at some point it happened there. The reason was because I went back there like five times. Oh, wow. So every time, you know. Uh, wow! And the beat FM Ibadan brought in artists every time. Oh, okay. There was a time it was Kweli Belo. There was a time it was. Uh, yeah, that's that's another person we need to talk about Nino sometime. Lala. Yeah. So speaking of star power, I saw Iceberg Slim on Shantizu's entourage. Iceberg Slim. 
Do you know Iceberg Slim? Of course I know Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim came as part of, this is no disrespect, Shantizu's entourage. I didn't really respect Shantizu that much, but then when I saw his entourage when he came, I'm like, yo, this boy is not... You know, Shantizu is not, 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 not a small artist. We didn't, we, we didn't remember Komole, one of his hit songs. Yeah. That's why we feel like we can call 10 songs. Yeah. If you can call 10 songs comfortably. I mean, that's for the Nigerian music industry, that's good enough. The song with Tory Lanez is titled Hit and Run, by the way, in case anybody wants yeah, to check, wants to check it out. Yeah. And the sound is different. The, nowadays, not, not, the, not the vibe I like about him, no, not the vibe that I feel with him, because mm. I feel like Perfect Gentleman has to be the song for me. Yeah, the signature he killed, song. He killed that song. And that's a wedding song. When Nigerian wedding people handle a song, ah. it's like um, this guy, <laughs> you know, uh, your royal majesty. Yeah, yeah. Peruzzi. Like Every artist need, needs that wedding yes, song. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's what made, um, even though Sonny Niji is a great artist and nah, was that's the dropping, ultimate wedding song was in dropping songs back to back at that time, mm-hmm. people just had one song yeah. and they stuck with it. Yeah. So, you know, it's good for you to have that. And everybody, I I think almost all of our artists that are really good mm. have one wedding song. Whiskey doesn't, does he? Doesn't Pakumura work? is a for one bed, general one bed. Um, but like, it's still a wedding song. Nah. Okay, you don't think it's, I'm a, saying it's not that love. perfect wedding song, obviously, because Whiskey yeah. is more on vibes. Yeah. But you think... Um, Does Olamide have a wedding song? Olamide is not that kind of person. Melo, melo, laugh, No, no, it can't be like a song in the wedding. <laughs> it's not at a wedding, but then it's like... You, uh, no, no. If you're talking about emotional, like, songs that are mm, emotionally, like... Put Attach. together, or you have an emotional attachment to him. Even Triumphant, Triumphant is a very emotional song. Uh, we are talking love type. And but if it's love, now. love, yes, maybe Melu Melu, yeah, Melu Melu uh, can be there. And uh, also you have um, Peruzzi doing his stuff. Um, even K had one song one yeah. time for weddings yeah. too as well. Yeah. So and those guys that have great vocalists, and of course the Timmy Dakolo, those ones they write yeah, on songs like, like that all the time. And then there's Chica that is coming around now. Chica can just feel all of his album. And Johnny Drew. Except for if you don't love those me, are wedding artists. Wedding artists. Johnny Drew and, say you love and yeah. Chica. I mean, girls will put post on Twitter now that they want. They must get. I mean, like. And no. that's that's a good way to live as an artist. Yeah, you see, you know that even if, even if everybody is struggling, you'll be making like you make it another another key. Four wedding, another another key. Three months, <laughs> three months, another another key. No, ooh, ooh, flavor, flavor is a flavor. Ooh. Flavor and Sonny Neji would now be competing with the biggest. Ah no, Sonny Neji is up there. No, so, see, Sonny Neji Ada Ada yeah. is the default Igbo wedding song. <gasps> don't don't don't. <laughs> Don't question, don't debate that. <laughs> but then Nigerian wedding song, it's a wedding day. So no, 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 see, see, um, wedding, wedding songs is part of the Nigerian culture. Yeah, you have to have. Let's play the two. We we'll just play a snippet. CSE Good Women Choir uh, with the song Odun Losokwe, which is of course a December song in Nigeria. Yeah, the go-to December song. The and moment the is December part, first. The part on Shantizu's Eruku uh where he sampled four bars four and a half bars <laughs> from um Stacey Goodman let's listen to that we'll be right back the sample axis administered by Boyga Nelson yeah let me try that
welcome back. You just listened to um, Odun Osokun by um, CAC, Good Women, as well as um, Sean Tizu's Erukushayi. Red composition. Red combo. I mean, Red combo. But like, how far apart? 79 to 2014. 79 to 2014. 80 to 2010 is 30, 30 years. years. Then you have the last four. <laughs> We're doing math. 35 here. years. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, by we can do an extrapolation to say that. In 10 or 15 years time, Odun Losokun will still be a thing in Nigeria. I'm not saying, I don't think Odun Losokun is going to ever go down. How long has been Mariah Carey's um, All I Want For Christmas? It's not like 85. 10 years now. No, 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 um, 85. 85 to this point. That's, that's a long time. Oh, that's a long time too. So it's going to continue to be. I mean, but she does, she does deluxe edition every, almost every year. I don't know whether it has lost that. We didn't talk about the fact that the mama said they didn't want to meet. They were doing it for free. Yeah. It shook me at that point in time. I mean, why I, would you do this? <laughs> Especially but it's for your children. It's understandable. That's religion See, comes into play. I'm sure it gets to a point where Nigerian music starts to take license Ca- seriously. Like, yeah. If you want cash to out, sample this song. You don't even need to sample. There are some songs that would, you know, if Nigeria had a billboard setup, yeah, Odun Osoki will be number one every December. Yeah, like this, I don't because want to know this song. Played on radio. I don't want to know this song. Uh, the bill, the charts are decided by radio and TV. Yeah, nowadays online, Facebook too. But then again, which is weird. I look at Facebook last year, too. last December, people went to Apple Music to go and listen to Odun Osoki. Yes, so. Like you said, it's going to be number one or every top year. five every year. Top five. See, and the but only, I know the only it, reason why there'll be others, so maybe people release albums before that time. And I've discovered something about Nigerian industry. They always avoid releasing albums at that particular yeah, time. Yeah, it's for performance. They, they always avoid it. So December if you month. avoid stuff like that, people like Odun Osuki now, maybe if there's a billboard, yeah, and the billboard is actually like Legit. well done, because most of the time they ignore a couple of songs. I've seen a couple of billboards that they're trying to do up like maybe there's one track list of they do yeah, now yeah, yeah. on Turn twitter table. and i see stuff turntables and all that they're doing a great job yeah. but they try to avoid some songs because they're like you know what this song can't be number one but mm. you know mm. when it's december time no arguments because mm. we're going to be also queen every single time and then maybe when the industry backs people like that yeah and then they you know radio and tv to get in get get along with them it's like this song in the u.s apart from um um this um my carry all the way let it snow Forgotten who sang that song. Let it snow. Comes it up comes every back. year as well. Because it's not as big as that one. It's attached to so what season? Let it snow. Christmas season. Oh wow. It comes back every year. Yeah. And this is this song I know has been active mm. since about 1993. Mm. So it is probably way, way back. Yeah. But I know from 93 down to this point, it comes still, back every, every year. year. That's like four for the video. Maybe at some point he gets to that. Yeah, yeah, where he, well, every time it's yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the four. thing. Um, yeah, let's move on. Quickly. Next pair, please. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something about uh, um, them CSC Goodwin. Well, we don't have their production credits. Yeah, pure vibes. We, we believe. Pure vibes. The drum, the yeah. drummer in church, the guitarist, the in pianist. church is is a church thing. Is a church thing. Yeah, and they. Oh uh, yeah, we didn't talk about the other groups that did it good. Yeah, like yeah, them. we have we have we have had a couple of you know predominantly Yoruba gospel groups. gospel art a gospel there, there is a team of singers who made iconic gospel music CCC choir. They call them. They are known for a particular song called Okay Mimo. Okay. They, they have a song called Ibuku. They have albums. A lot of albums that are very popular within Yoruba gospel circle. So that's for that. Uh RCCG Praise Team, they have done many albums that people reckon with. Um Equa Choir. There's a lady called they call her 
Omiji Ojumi because of that particular song. They were big at some point. It's a song we have to talk about some other time. Yeah. I have a, I have a vibe they, with that song. It was very big. It got to a point she had to break out of the group. Mama Fashion didn't do that. She, she stood with the group. Uh, different vibes. Now, different vibes. And they are trying to recruit new people. But it's different this vibe. lady had to leave to do to do her solo career and all that. So yeah, that's Equa Choir and a few other groups that did gospel within Yoruba uh, Christian circles. Let's move to the new pair, to the second pair on the on the podcast. I was talking Ice Prince and Jamu Piper. Ice Prince the money. I was watching Jamu Piper in an interview and I really didn't know he was signed to Zanku. I just learned that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know for a while too. I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, the young, I, I don't know if I can call them young, but yeah, they're young. Malian Music, Zinoliski, Mobad, who else? C Black. C Black, and they just signed one more person recently. Lighter. Lighter. They, they just signed the first lady of Malian Music. Oh, really? Maybe they've not unveiled her, but I heard that. That's one. Zanku Records. Jamu Piper. Young label. Which other label is there? Younger labels. Young li- young nah, nah, just two, two of them. No, there, there, there is one. Okay, Bella Schmoder. Dr. Dollar. Dr. Dollar is not a young label, but... You know, they are underdogs too. Yeah, the Ryan. When you talk there's about the Ryan, top there's five. Tenny, there's this Alfin guy. And the, the, that the, that group, that Dr. Dollar Entertainment, they're actually much there. Yeah. It's just I don't know what's going on with them. But, but this is the first time we're having this kind of, can, can I say, proliferation of labels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why would Zlatan? I don't know. This sounds disrespectful. To me, but... <laughs> it's like they say, it's fine. Basically, it's fine. You have people like Ludacris have their own record labels. The thing is, they just always has to be. It's because of the structure that we lack here in Nigeria. Yeah. It's not bad for. I mean, Zlatan has done enough in you know Nigerian music term. How many albums? Don't let's talk about that. Monotone. If we talk about that, we might probably be tilting towards disrespect. And we have to say the truth. Zlatan has done it well. Yeah. In terms of dropping singles and being out there. Features. I mean, the biggest song last two years, Killing Them, if not for Zlatan, that mm. song would not be mm. would not be and Killing Them. And then he them. came with Bolan Lee. Yeah. Came with uh, Zlatan. Has been, and then last year with P-Prime on the beat, mm. um, Lagos Anthem, major Mad. stuff. And he... It took everywhere apart, like that's and that's that's all you need from an artist. Mm. Drop, drop. I mean, drop, 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 drop. You know, even Naimali has been cool for a while. Yeah, of but course. But his boys are, are, are doing his boys are coming around. You know, you have Zinoliski on. You know, Kilo Feshia. You have Mobad. Mobad. Happiness is everywhere. I've not, I've not even heard that. Happiness is. I'm still on KPK. Oh no, happiness is everywhere. Wow. Happiness, is, you know, happiness. I mean, is. I don't know if he's on sign. No, Belashmoda's vibe is, you know. But then the fact that you you could come up without any major, and it's amazing to see. Yeah. No disrespect, but I I I, I like I like this new energy. I actually underrated the Malian music. I saw I saw one old interview where um, Naira was interviewed with you know. Mobad was there, you know. I was looking at them like, <laughs> who are these ones now? But then when EP came from Zinoliski and EP came from Mobad as well, you're like, like these guys are not, guys guys are not joking. Joke. Yeah, and they're doing okay. It's because they're understanding the industry. Mm. They know they, they are knowing. Okay, this is what we are working with. Mm. This is what the people want to share. Let's give it to them. This is how we are going to. And we have them. them on lockdown. Naira had Nigerian. He had a section of Nigerian 20, 2018 towards the end of 2018. And he, I'm, I'm sure he knew if I sell these guys to them, they would drop they would something. Naira was on fire. He's a smart guy. With Soapy, with um, 
was he had a good run like two three years ago. He's a smart guy. Uh-huh. Funny story. Yeah. One of the Naira songs I really like. I don't know. I don't know Illuminati. It's Slatan. That's a very cool song. I like the song. I think his best song. I said it before. Um, maybe yeah, he's a go. Oh, he's a go. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because it's out. Because the other one was. I would like would be. There's uh, Aye. I don't like. I don't. I, I, like, I really I, like Illuminati though. I, I like Illuminati. You know, Illuminati. Remember we did uh, some. We talked about this. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, we didn't. We have not done one. We have. We, we have talked about it. We but did have not something done different. We have not talked about. Ayelo, Mayele. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 we have no, not no, done no. it, but we have talked about it yeah. off air. Off air. Okay. Um. Yeah. Ice Prince in 2010 had the song of the year produced oh, by Jax. Oh, that song was a vibe. Who sold the song better, Brimo or Ice Prince? It was a combo that, without one person, it would not have gone far. I think Brimo did the job. I don't think so. Brimo, you, a lot of time chorus. There's there's some merge. There's some merge. They work together. Let's just agree that. Let's agree that. If 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 Brimo had sang that song alone, it wouldn't have been as big. If Brahma had done all a coup as just oh. vocals, I don't think he would have been as big Hold as on. Ice Prince. Tell me something, where I know. Yes. The beauty of that song is in the I feel chorus. like some, I've, I've read something up about this before. I think it was it was, it was Ice Prince that wrote that line. Just that line. May have written it, but the delivery. Yeah, yeah, the delivery is no, no. That's why didn't he deliver it? Yeah, obviously. I don't, I don't even know. Oh, I don't think I want to agree that he wrote, he wrote it. Yeah, I can't Those remember. I'm just, I'm just, though. I can't yeah. remember. But like, I feel like the vibe and that. But you can't say that, though, especially when it comes to music. There was I mean, a time there was a Bremo interview where he talked about the fact that Chalk City came back from, you know, came from Joss to Lagos. Yeah, they knew what was going to sell. Yeah, they needed a Yoruba influence. Yeah. And then I think it was part of you know he, he, he was trying to explain the reason what led to him leaving. I'll give you that. I'll give you a quick insight. So that's what I'm saying in Nigerian music. Yeah. Why, why why are people like Zinoliski and I'll Naira? Gi- I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a quick of insight. Yoruba, I'll give you a quick insight. Of what happened? Chalk City doing a proper label. Mm. I mean they're still okay, but they're now it's doing... Chalk City is gone gone now. Yeah yeah yeah, but they're, they're still there. But they were proper label. CK left, MI left. Yeah yeah, Chalk City had a plan. They knew what they wanted. Mm. I got this. This is like insider stuff. It was all planned out. Mm. This was how we were going to sell. This was who we were going to push out at what time. They were a proper label. I mean, they are not as big now. I probably think that maybe they are just going back to sit down, restructure, and and come back. Because they were... See, in terms of... I mean, I didn't know what was happening in Maven or Mohit or whatever, whatever. But these guys that I knew what was I going mean, on, they held, they held the country down at the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For about three years, yeah. they were run, two years. Uh, three or two ah, years. This is true. I'm over killing it. Yes, now and they, no, they had it for like two or three years, yeah. and for like for thirty five years, they had somebody from their label doing okay. Mm, yeah. So I think they learned from the record labels abroad, where they will have this thing outlined. You know, this is somebody we are pushing. We're not pushing you, you, mm. you yet. You're just going to be on a GB, a video vixen for mm. a while, you get, and then we'll push you this way. And they had everything along that but the thing is, you know, sometimes it doesn't go exactly yeah. how you planned. Yeah. But like they did okay in terms of keeping mm. a record label. I mean, they were in for a long time. Mm. If you're checking terms like longevity in terms of how long they stayed for a while, mm. they might be the people that everybody's trying to catch, including Maven Records. Mm. You talked about we have seen um GJ Taiwo's book of Yes, Maven. yes. I don't know if Oliku was included. Oliku No, I don't think so. The song the 2010 was um Jayla. Wow, so yeah. it was one song per year, yeah, one song per year. So I think but there was, but, but there was a talk about there was a talk about Oliko mm. and how big he was, 
but like it wasn't like yeah of course Jada was Jada reached more audience yeah and then I each time I realized that Asha sang Fire and, on the Mountain and I'm sure it was I feel blessed the list is probably not all about popularity yeah it wasn't about popularity Jela is like a better song that's what I'm saying like thinking about Death. the fact that Asha sang Fire on the Mountain the mountain is a beautiful song. I was just in the house recently. I went to a friend's place, and out of the blues, Fire on the Mountain came up. Mm. And you know, when you hear a song, and the same feeling you felt that like years yeah, ago, comes back, and you're like, wow, mm. we still have this power. Mm. Music is powerful. When Fela said music is powerful, yeah, he really. meant it. It's a weapon. Weapon of the future. So yeah, um, Oleku, we don't agree whether Ice Prince made it bigger or, or who who did the best. No, no, we don't. Agree. I don't agree, and I yeah, feel like if they were not together, it's collaborative work. Yeah, yeah. So um, what came after that? The album Everybody Loves. Yeah, Everybody Loves Ice Prince was great. What's your memory what, not of the, the album? Not the greatest debut album, but it was great. I remember Superstar from the album. Yeah. Um, I what remember songs. Uh, Juju was there. Uh, yeah, Juju. Are oh, Juju, sure? Juju. Yes, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was another album that had Two Face. Yeah, yeah. That's the later stuff. Album. And um, the, that album was actually solid. I can't remember all the songs of that album, but I know the two, like three standouts on the album was the Ole Cool mm. Juju, and then hey, there's one particular song I'm trying to remember. I'm lost in. I'm lost Ice in. Prince. I'm lost. But Ice Prince did it good. Ice Prince did it good because he was everywhere. Ice Prince was in SA, yeah, yeah. US, dropping. You know, he was doing shows. Yeah. He was making cool Solid. money. I mean, Ice Prince moved from my area to Lekki. Those were probably. The he last, was doing good. Uh, the last days of Nigerian hip hop music. No, let's call it the last days because uh, that's, that's a very short. That's a very short time. Like, you saying Nigerian hip hop didn't do better afterwards. 2011, 2012, Olamide and Whiskey took over the place. David and Whiskey took over the place. Yeah, because Olamide still Olamide still does hip hop to date. We can do maybe not, that. not maybe not as hardcore. I mean, Olamide when last did Olamide make a song like Olegu and it's everywhere. Okay, but if you are talking about hip hop, nine 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 last year had at least six songs that were good hip hop. Give me one song that can do half as what Olegu did. No, no, no. Muhammad. Olamide had to dilute hip hop. Yeah. Even MI had to dilute. I don't. I don't like, think he was really happy about it. I just felt. I don't like I need, this debate, but you understand me when I say last days of Nigeria. Yeah, I get. I get you. I'm it just trying to say. Back. I'm trying to say. I, really, like we had a couple of other people still doing hardcore hip hop, but just they were not but just this the big. The last big celebration. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really cool. Yes, really cool. Uh, um, what about Chairman? What's the biggest song on Chairman? Uh, we Bullion, Bullion Van. Bullion Van is not exactly a hip hop. Yeah, it's not hip hop. Hip hop like that. Oh well, you know yes. what? You have a very good point. Uh, but then Bad Belle. Yeah, but we still have other rap albums. Let me Rendezvous. Um, Study of Worth. Uh, rendezvous Dumb Down. Well, true, true. You know what? You know uh, what? Alte. Let's just agree. Rendezvous was just... an, it was like an Alte album. Let's 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 not talk too much. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm sure true. some people will not like me for all these things. Oh uh, yeah. Jamo Piper now sampled Oleku. Uh I don't know who came up with the line. Maybe it was because me Yoko was featured on the song titled If No Be You. No be you, baby. Time of first story, I hear me. People didn't get that. People really didn't get it. I'll have to sing it to them. If no be you, Oleku. Time of first story, I hear me. Tell me something where I know if you do. And then they took the four bars, yes, I think uh, four or two bars from, from, from that line, and then they remade it. Getting the vibe, feeling the boy, feeling the boy, feeling the boy, feeling the boy. I don't know enough, but I'm sure maybe a permission was sought. 
probably money couldn't have been paid or made. I don't think so. It's just be how much you de- let's just debate how much could be worth when we talk samples in Nigeria. I, you know you don't do samples like that though. You, you, you don't. You reach out to. You don't do samples like that. Is what you want, and especially most of the time is how big the song is. Mm. For example, now if you make a mistake, no, but before you, you drop the song, you already. If you approach, obviously, if you approach, if it was we were working in a working society, it might just not. It might not be something more than maybe five k US or ten k US. Okay. And I'll be like three point five million or five million at the you time. See why is we can't work in Nigeria? That's why I can't work because you're like, why would I give this guy five million? Because we can't, I'll even, the song. We can't even use the US to to raise. That's what I'm saying. But I'm like saying like if you was two hundred k, let's say no, two hundred k is small. It's not small. I small. Why would you use two hundred k? It's not small. Two hundred k is good to spend in the club. If Diamond Piper wasn't signed and he needs to sample, yeah, that's the dif- that's a different case. That's a different case. You see, there's one thing. Come up. I want to record. I want to pay producer. Producer will say go and bring two hundred. Okay, 200 is too much. As an upcoming artist, your own local producer will collect uh, 50k from you. Studio session 50k, mix engineer 50k, mm. 150. Now you want to sample MI or Ice Prince? Ice Prince is saying go and bring 200k. That that would be too much. Yeah, you know this reminds me of Q-Tip. Q-Tip, a tribe called Quest. Um, he was talking about how um he feels that sampling is too sensitive and people are crazy he was saying okay during our time mm. when we're making music all we needed to do I and mean, when you, know, you hear a lot of ECM, epmd or you're listening to wu-tang clan mm. there's a whole lot of sampling mm. and that's what makes that those songs beautiful i mean we talked about tupac mm. last week he um, we have um notorious big you know a lot of songs these guys were coming together and they were bringing sounds from everywhere and it's like we have gotten to a time where um, sampling is so hard right mm. now. Like, you have people, only the rich can sample. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have people, Kanye would bite any song because he knows all he needs Money to do is day. tell Dev Jam or tell whoever is good music. They'll find out and they'll just drop the 10k around. Can I, can I try to appreciate the value of sampling? Hold on. Uh, when we say that, is it like artists cannot come up with songs without listening to older songs? Music. Is it is it is it that valuable that beautiful music is like recycling? It's like recycling. I'm not sure I phrased the question properly. Did you yeah, hear me? I think I understand. Let me try and phrase it again. Is um Oleku that valuable to Jamu Piper that uh, Oleku was the reason the song became what it became? No. But it inspired. Yeah. Every sound, every record has an inspiration mm. from somewhere. Mm. I mean, we have only few chords on the piano that you can actually play. Mm. So somebody must have used something to dilute something or change something. I remember one time I watched this video. I can't remember. I think it was now Rogers. He was talking about I'll play a tune. Now Rogers was with Daft, Daft Punk for a while for a little stinked. Mm. He said I'll play this tune, and then I would play that same tune to a point and I'll just switch it up at the last part and it's a different sound so exactly what is sampling sampling is music it's complicated it's complicated yeah. but yeah. The, the truth is you need one song to inspire another song because yeah. we see beautiful music and you check the most beautiful songs mm. they are mostly recycled and it's like okay there's a sound you like it's like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony that's been used different ways mm. now if you're going to pay the Beethoven's estate they probably pay them billions of dollars because the music industry is worth billions and trillions of dollars yeah. but you accept the sound because you have directed it so much so much so much mm. I mean if you want to share a big record today check 
75 percent of the biggest records mm. in the past 10 years check it sampled sampled let me phrase this question the same question differently if sampling became abolished today ah <laughs> hold on <laughs> and we say for the next 10 years i don't think we will survive no we, more sampling hold on we'll hold survive. on are we still going to have quality music quality music yes where will, music, where will it come no. from? Where will it come Quality from? Quality music, yes. Great music, no. So, you mean people will We're just getting sounds. We're just getting... We'll probably be getting albums. One album a year. Hmm. Or two. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because you have to sit Because down. every time someone comes up with an album, they will dig and say, Baba, they don't use this thing. Yes, now. It's like it's like plagiarism. I mean, we joked about this stuff <laughs> when we said, okay, we know maybe if you have a couple of guys that are in the licensing or, you know, publishing, when they listen to a song, they'll just start laughing. Because they'll be like, oh, I can hear this, I can hear that, I can hear this. And I'm like, Pay up. I'm like, bro, I just did a three-minute song. <laughs> so, you're telling me you have chopped off 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. And then I'm like, what exactly did I make? I think we're approaching that with the streaming wars. All these, you know, people now have rights. You cannot. If I posted a a a, a recross video on Twitter sometime, yeah, Twitter mailed me the song is copyrighted. You're listening to something on YouTube. This person has said, "Don't use my sound." They mute it. Sometimes I'm watching boxing, and because the interlude being played is a copyrighted song, or the person has said, "Don't play my shit." That part will be muted, the entire audio by YouTube. What am I trying to say? We're approaching a point in the music industry where it's going to be tougher. I feel like everybody just, will guard their own property very hard. Everybody just wants to be appreciated. That's it. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Royalties. Yeah, royalties. Everybody wants to be appreciated. And um, you know, it's so sad that you know, it's the ones that are still alive that still fight for their music. Hmm. There are a couple of artists that <laughs> They have been dead for a long time, and, and their sounds and nobody them. to fight for them, and their sounds are just there, and people just use it anyhow. anyhow. You get and they just you know rubbish the sound, mm. water it down completely. There's no estate to fight for them. Mm. I mean, like look at look at Marvin Gaye for example. Marvin Gaye songs are still being done to date, mm. you know. And I mean, there was one that was recent that just finished recently, the Bloodlines that had Ti, Robin Thicke, yeah, yeah. and you know Pharrell. They paid a lot of money for that. I think in tens of millions mm. and they paid to Marvin Gaye's estate because of those ones still have their eyes out there for because you know Marvin Gaye's songs are so beautiful mm. I'm talking about Marvin Gaye because Marvin Gaye is one of the most sample artists of all time Yo. yes and I saw something recently you sent to me the 91 year old man let's just this artist uh, let's make them feel appreciated I feel like if this artist are appreciated is enough the 91 year old man Igbo um, folklore uh, yeah, artist, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't remember his name yeah, Uchi and, yeah Uchi something and if you have if these guys are appreciated or if these mm. people are appreciated correctly yeah. well give them their their flowers when they are alive mm. help them out do their stuff they wouldn't be on you like that uh, production credits I don't know if it's time if there's something we're, we're missing Ooh, what can we be missing we have Jamon Piper what what genre switch places from oh okay okay Jamon Piper um hip hop to to that wasn't really, Afro was that really hip hop was, was it Afro hip hop uh, yeah that's only quiz hip hop only quiz hip hop hip hop yes I'm so interested. If if okay. if and then, and then. what you gonna do for love is hip hop, only quiz hip hop. Switch to Afro pop. Yeah. Pure Afro pop. But they want no to say rap, nothing. No, just, just vibes. vibes. So oh, wow, wow. Solid. Music has really changed. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Um, one of the biggest songs that I know of all time, The Silver's Comeback Lover, 1981, has three verses, mm. one hook, chorus, and an outro. <laughs> 
That's one song. It's probably six minutes or five minutes. The entire song is like five minutes, eight seconds. Reminds me of Eminem. Yeah. There's three a song verses, by Eminem. Sorry. Three versus a hook, a chorus, and an outro. <laughs> Eminem's Sing for the Moment. Yeah. Four. No, not four. Three full verses. Full verses. Nowadays, every song is two minutes, 35 seconds. Only except you like have to be different. Joe jo Boy Ponde. Stop it. Not just Joe Boy. <laughs> People do two minutes, 18 seconds, and they're good. Yeah, yeah. That's the culture now. But then, people like Eminem will pack, pack verses. Those songs, if they are really good and well put together, they always like last forever. Look at Mirrors from Justin Timberlake. Somebody mm. posted recently and said, Mirrors has to be one of the most beautiful songs of all time. Uh, well, you can always debate that. Obviously. <laughs> when, you say, when you say all time, there's already a debate. Yeah, there's a debate. So that, that's a good place to wrap up. Production credits for all the songs you're talking about. Jamo Piper, first of all, produced by Mansa Jabulani. It was a big song in 2020. Mansa Jabulani. Uh, the song that was sampled by Jamu Piper, Only Cool. Ice Prince featuring Brimo was produced by the amazing Jesse Jacks, one of yes, the boss. greatest in Nigerian hip-hop. Yep. Um, Shantizu 2014 was produced by Black Jersey, sampling the mama Fasoyin, the leader of the group, the CSE Good Women Choir in Ibadan, uh, with the song Odun Lo obviously produced by the church band. That's how we wrap up Sample Axis episode number 18. My name is Nelson and uh, Nelson the main man. Yeah, that's the name I'm yeah, going by right now. Name. My name is Greg Adil. Yeah, find me on social media with the same name. All right, so yeah, find me on social media Twitter, NWAENI dot Nelson, Instagram, NWAENI dot Nelson. No, Twitter is NWAENI capital N. But yo, I pray they miss it on LinkedIn, <laughs> on LinkedIn, whatever, whatever. We're good. This is the Sample Axis. We out. We out. <laughs> Yeah, let me try that.